Welcome back to Marvel News Desk, your best place to keep up with all the latest news, reviews, and speculation concerning Marvel films and TV shows. We have Adam, we have Rhiannon, we have myself, I'm Caleb. We're here to talk about more Hawkeye, I think, basically. Yeah, let's talk about it. Talk Hawkeye, guys. Yeah, let's talk <laughs> Hawkeye. Wow, that What's was the most, most effective There's really nothing else for us to talk about? There's really... Okay, We yeah, because we've already talked Grand about Norm Spider-Man tickets. Spider-Man. Huh? Graham Norton, Norton did? Yeah, just spoiled Spider-Man. No, like on the Graham Norton show? On Twitter. Oh, jeez. Well, I guess I'm going to be walking off of Twitter here pretty soon. Wow. Maybe. I wonder if Graham that tweet's Norton? still up there. Or... I really like Graham Norton. I find I really like him, too. That style of talk show is far more engaging than what we do in the United States. Because they make them, like, mix together. And there's always, like, a quasi-famous British person who's just unimpressed mm-hmm. by the Hollywood stars. Yeah. I think that's what makes that really good, that show. And he tried to bring it to the US, but he tried to Americanize it instead of just doing what he does. Mm. And it, it didn't go well. There's also something oh, about their never set. Mind. It's a fake poster. Oh. My bad. It's fake. Confirmed fake. So Graham Norton did not. Yeah. Spider-Man. We weren't buying that anyways. I always feel like the Graham Norton show always feels like it's taking place at Christmas to me. I don't know if it's, it's Britishness or just the way it's designed. But everyone seems to be hanging out and having cocktails around Christmas time. Whenever I watch that show, even in like July. Okay, I buy it. So, what do you guys think of the last episode of Hawkeye? All right, let's just let's just start off. The uncle's hand that pinched. Is this Vincent D'Onofrio's hand? Have we done any like like fingertip analysis here? I mean, so we had a voice with it. We had a laugh. Yes, which is undeniably his, and that is him. I know. I like we like have. It. So people were digging for cufflinks and Uh that would be a detail. I would be shocked if they carried over the cufflink detail. I mean, when we talk about soft reboot, that would, to me, would be a hard reboot that, you know, would be a like clear continuity if he had the same cufflinks. But I mean, the laugh, you don't have to analyze hands. You could hear his laugh. That was him. Can you imagine if we didn't know if that had not leaked? Can you imagine if that had not leaked? Adam and I tried to keep a secret from you. That this is a good question. If there had been no leaks, do you think we'd be as sure of it as we are now? It'd be it'd, it'd just be like in, in tow with Mephisto. I mean, people are already joking about how it's not Kingpin, but Kingpin is in the series, so at least we have that foundation. I think it would be the most popular thing just because of Echo's connection. Yeah, they and did change the, the origin a little bit, so I mean, it would cause some concern. And there's some other things regarding. I mean, he actually put on the weight for the Netflix show. Um, and judging by social media, that didn't happen this time around. Mm. Um, hence why we there's that other rumor spreading around by about CGI and a certain Spider-Verse screenshot. But I don't know. I think most people would still assume that's who it would be. Yeah, I think also the... I mean, I don't know, Fat Man Auto. auto yeah, you know, like the Fat Man Auto Repair. I feel like that was a little on the nose as well. Yeah, which I did not catch until somebody pointed it out on Twitter. So we will, we will see. He really wants his watch back, though. So you think it's Kingpin's watch that they're going for? I think so. I'm sold on it. It's interesting because that would suggest like a Kingpin connection to the Avengers that's older, right? So what did what did they say about the watch? And I've come back and rewatched this third episode a couple times, but. What was the deal with the watch? They haven't said anything about else about the watch yet. That's the thing. They just went to the auction to retrieve the watch. 
Okay, so the tracksuit was at the auction to retrieve the watch. For the yes. watch, yes. And now, that's all oh, we know of it so far. Over at uh, Screen Crush, he's playing up on the watch had a number on it from the auction. And the number was, I think, 268, which is an issue about Kang the Conqueror in, um, in Avengers. And so he's wondering if it's somehow uh, some kind of quantum tunneling device that Tony had. Like it's it's a watch that somehow it's sort of like one of their um, chronometers or whatever that helped them travel through time, and that that's what they're going for. Hmm. Mm. That goes with your theory about was it your theory about just expanding it far beyond? Whose theory was that? I think I, I said about... I hope to God that that's not what they do. But right. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I don't want any King reference or anything like that. No, I could do without that. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, that's that makes sense for. How else do you fund Fisk Tower or something? You know, you go steal something and then sell it for yourself. That does also doesn't make sense because he would just show up to the auction and buy it himself with all of the money he has. It, it'll be interesting. I, I don't think, I don't know what's, what your discussion would be. I think I have theories about why Ronan killed, or what's his real name? Uh, Mr. Lopez. It's, um, yes. uh, uh, William Lopez. There. I maybe Kingpin hired Ronan for that just to get them out of the way. But and but Ronan, I mean, Clint is saying he knows that there's a really bad person at the top. So right. he if he's talking about Kingpin, I can't buy that he was hired by Kingpin and he knows it, unless it was that he was hired by him. I, I can't imagine Ronan being for hire. Well, I like the theory that Swordsman is the one that killed Echo's dad. And yeah. what Kingpin did was he, he made up a Ronin suit and hired Swordsman to go around killing his enemies to help him consolidate things. I really like that. That would... Um... But the, but the tracksuits were working for Kingpin then. I mean, he's the uncle right. and Maya's dad was running the tracksuits. I, I so... gotcha, but... Would it be, I mean, we have certainly seen Wilson Fisk have people in his employ that he decided later on he no longer wanted to employ. Mm -hmm. And it's easier just to kill them than to fire them and let them have his secrets, right? Right. So we don't know Maya's age. We just know 10, 15 years. Oh, yeah. It so was for the uh, well, 2007. The flashback was 2007. Yeah. So 16 years ago, she was in second grade or something. First grade. I can't age children. 2007. Uh, based on I'll the take homework, what Caleb says. Based on yeah. the homework, I would say first or second grade. So that was how many years before the snap? 12 years. Yeah. And it's not 2021 in the Marvel Universe. It's later than that, isn't it? Yeah, my guess is she's 26 or so, 25, 27, yeah. somewhere in that ballpark. I, I love how we, and I know we discussed it on here. We're like, man, how it's going to be certainly be weird getting past this time jump in the timeline and stuff. And it's already caught up. It's like, yeah. oh, man, what's it's happened long. in the past four years? It's the series is focused on the same, or the whole universe has focused on the same six months. Right. In every single property. Over the past two years. It, we did that before with Civil War, though, too. Like, if you really try yeah. to put the MCU in chronological order, it's like Doctor Strange, Black Panther, Spider-Man Homecoming, Black Widow, 
like all of those movies take place within six some months, you know, after Civil War. So well, I mean, yeah, what WandaVision took place in six days or something like that. Yeah. yeah. Loki could have been whatever. Th- this one is very specifically taking place. I kind of like it. I think this is intentionally yeah. an episode a day. Like the first episode was six days before Christmas and then five oh. and then four. So the last episode will be the, you know, Christmas Eve. It's yeah. kind of brilliant. I think. Um, Yelena next episode. It looks like. Apparently, well, let's, like... let's stay on this one. Okay. <laughs> Baby Maya is so perfect. Yes. It looks like it's like her little sister or something. Like yes, how they how it looks so much like her as a kid is amazing. Yes, so great job on that. Great job with Maya overall, and the humor. Like I've been shocked how funny this show is. Like yeah. I just sit there chuckling through a good chunk of it, but it's not. It doesn't undercut the drama at all. Like it's just, it, it's almost a dark humor. There's something about when he re- rose out of a thing of ball, like a ball pit and then stabbed guys through the foot with an arrow. I'm like, that is such a weird juxtaposition of like a weird comical note and like weird bloody violence. I don't, there's something to me. I know it's probably better than getting shot with a gun, but every time he hits somebody with an arrow, I'm just like, oh. Like, there's just something horrifying about that, you know? Well, I mean, like, the whole thing with the USB arrow, which I really hope by the end of the season, we know why he had a USB arrow. Oh, we already know. Huh? We already know one of the times he used it. A USB arrow? In Avengers. There's, uh, when he's um, hypnotized by Loki, he breaks, like, he's in the, like, rafters above... um, above the helicarrier oh. control room and he yeah. shoots a usb arrow into the computer for loki to take over the helicarrier's computer system okay I totally uh, yeah i, I totally forgot about I've that pro- I was with that when you- but what if that what arrow had been anything how how would that not shatter the computer and they well, use and it like again he shot it at this man's chest like what if it had been anything yeah well, it, they used it again in What If. That's what he uses to, um, to like get Zola into the Ultron bot oh. in the future episode of What If. It was the USB area. Yeah. Well, I didn't notice it until <laughs> Kate shot it at Free Freeze. No, it wasn't Free Free. It was, yeah. So the the Pym Tech arrow. That yeah. was a point where I was like, this is how this is different than Netflix and why I like it more than I like it. Like that is something that a Netflix show would have never done. It would have been too big, too comic booky. And I, I'm like, no, I like that. It feels part of the universe. It makes sense. He'd have like a pin arrow, you know? I do want to say that. I, I feel like that was kind of a Marvel TV vacation again, after the swordsman and swords collector. Cause they talked about having Paul Rudd on the show, but they couldn't get Paul Rudd. So instead, they did like the what Marvel TV would do if they couldn't do Paul Rudd, you know. Well, it felt the right level of grounded while still being something big. Yeah, I thought the action was very good too. I mean, all the choreography and everything, Mm -hmm. I really enjoy it. I love that uh, Echo's got her own, you know, capoeira style. I guess you know that's like her own thing going back to what she put on her paper when she was a kid. So that was kind of kind of fun. 
I even like, I mean, going back to the humor, even just like, what are you doing? Riding a unicorn. Like, <laughs> I don't know. There's something about like dad joke Hawkeye yep. that that's working for me. I tweeted that I can almost like Renner as Hawkeye right now. Um, Every time that he um, he jokes about her age, it makes me laugh so much. You know, and she, he's like, she's clearly not the Ronin. She's nine years old. You know, yeah. like there's just something about that that I find very funny. <laughs> uh, I also really, the whole phone part where he couldn't hear to be on the phone and is like, every time they do one of the things on the bucket list from the kids Christmas from the first episode, like they were making the uh, gingerbread houses in episode two and then the movie marathon in episode three. Like it really does like it hurts my heart. Like every time one of those things happens, it is so real to like the dad thing where you have to be like, Hey, I have something for work. I really can't do this thing you guys want to do. Like that is a very real tension that parents have. And every time it happens, I'm like, Oh, I feel for him. Like it, it is, it is such a, uh, I don't know. I just feel like it's all been written very true to the actual experience of parenthood. So I get distracted by why he has an old flip phone. Uh, Are we supposed to believe that he's also broke? I mean, he can it, pick up the tab at breakfast. I forget. Is it, but is it because it's like a burner or it's like his like emergency tech, like tactical phone or something? I feel like. I don't know. I don't feel like it's been explained. They had a little conversation about his phone when he gave her a number and he's like, don't call me or I'll block yeah. you. I mean, but that's one that, like, to text, you have to hit, like, the number three times <laughs> to get to yeah. the letter. Yeah. Uh, why Why haven't they just named it the, the pizza dog Lucky? I mean, I surely know, it's going to be Lucky weird. eventually, right? I, I don't know. That bothered me. Like, it's Lucky the pizza dog. The name isn't pizza dog. Maybe pizza dog will be Lucky's secret identity. And maybe that was tied in with something that they probably won't put in the disney plus show for various reasons since it's on disney plus and most people don't want to see a dog get hit by a car but well i've been wondering if at some point they're going to save the dog again and they're gonna be like sheesh that's the third time we've saved you you're so lucky like i'm almost wondering if we're building to that moment you know i lost my head on the uh, subway ride that non-conversation is bar none some of the best comedic timing and line reads the mcu has ever seen you know fault jeremy renner for whatever you want but that entire sequence was peak one of my favorite things if you mention like favorite mcu moments that might be top five for me right along with like the bifrost uh fight in ragnarok you know it's just like oh man i love this show so damn much I do feel like so Renner's an Academy Award nominated actor, right? Like, I mean, he's he has some acting chops. I think in big films, though, whether it's Mission Impossible or this or the Bourne movies, they've never given him much to do. And I think if nothing else, this series deserves credit from like, oh, we have freaking Jeremy Renner in our cast. Let's actually like use him. Let's let's like allow him to use his talent to a greater extent than just i mean you see glimpses of it like i think i really love the scarlet witch pep talk in ultron like that was another moment where they actually gave him something with a little meat to it but it's exciting in this show to see them actually let him 
do something. And we, we said I feel dialogue like, for once. Yeah. I mean, I feel like we said the same thing to a degree with WandaVision. Like Paul Bettany has been around forever, but man, this guy really can act if we like give him more than two minutes of screen time in an Avengers movie. And uh, you guys, I would go on about Maya's dad, but you guys haven't watched Reservation Dogs. So, oh, is he in that as well? Okay. Yep. Pretty much the same character. (laughs) By the way, when he, sorry, when he started talking to her about dragons, I was like, holy crap, he's going to talk about dragon bones underneath the subway. Like, I thought we were going to get that illusion we talked about last week. They really are going for the dragons. You guys already know what I did. You think? You only have to say dragon once before I go, oh, are they? Is it an iron <laughs> fist tie-in? Um, my bold prediction oh boy, is the penultimate episode, number five, they are going to do the dog issue, but make it a TV episode. Okay. I haven't actually read the dog. So the dog issue is all from Lucky's perspective, right? Perspective, yes. And then they seem like they kind of do that stuff later on. Like for next week's pro, I know we're supposed to talk this, but next week's uh, gonna. I'm not sure if you guys watch the new promos or not. There's promos. Not. Yeah, there was a new promo, and someone shows up in this weird night monkey type suit. So it's kind of like Elena's Thunderbolts type look. Um, ah. Spoilers, if you sorry spoilers but um i don't it's know i just have a gut feeling yeah i'm like now that you told me there's an ad i'm gonna go watch it as soon as i can but that's the only new thing i think because they keep jumping off the same bridge well, i've seen that bridge more than the no way home bridge by this point <laughs> um I which don't know. by the I way that jump just... where like she's grabbing the bow with one hand haphazardly and no no he's just like follow me and then like midair, she's like, maybe I should grab the bow. I, that did bother me. Well, yeah, but she also, I think some of the ideas, she saw him pull that same maneuver in 2012, like in person, where he jumped off the building and shot the okay, arrow. Okay, well, he swung. didn't know that. So just by saying, follow That's me. True. And- <laughs> um, <laughs> that car chase was amazing, um, <laughs> except they released it beforehand. I'm like, oh man, that's another kind of bummer. But I like the faux one take type stuff. Um, some of the CG in that sequence was like, what's going on? Yeah, Who's well, it's funny. Guy Thomas, Tomas, or whatever. I was like, damn, that's not the best. It's really funny to me, Adam, because we saw some of that scene right. in the Disney Plus day, and we talked on this show. Oh, dude, it looks so good. They didn't do any unnecessary CGI. It looks really practical. And then the parts they cut out was like that buddy well, arrow yeah. that looked like yeah. something out of Flubber. Like, I did yeah, not understand that effect. At I all. wonder if that was supposed to be something else and they changed it because I was uh, watching it live and texting people. We're like, uh, that looks unfinished. <laughs> that looked unfinished. And then just some of the like the background stuff, if they had to cut it out, or if like they cut it out, and yeah. then if they didn't cut it out or they decided to put it back in and just didn't finish it, I don't know. But well, like, and we talked on the yeah. podcast about how bad the CGI car look, like the, the green screen with a car can look. Right. Where they like were like, oh, it just never looks quite right. But I think they really filmed it in a car. And then there was a few shots and this was like, no, that was not actually filmed on set at <laughs> right. all. Right. 
Right. Oh, I didn't mind that you pointed out like that one sweeping kick that like the mm-hmm. guy flew up in the it air. It looked better. Yeah, it did look better. I don't know if they like saw your tweet and they're like, man, we got to go back and edit this quick. <laughs> or what? what I saw was that like gif or whatever of it. Yeah. And like she missed and people are like, well, it's not real life, dude. And I'm like, yeah, I'm aware, but it's right. still bad when you do a stunt and she like swings six inches in front of a guy and then he throws his yeah. body backwards. Like that looks dumb. Yeah, so I wonder if it was like slowed down just a little bit. I don't know, but I'm like, I specifically look for, it. I'm like, oh, it's coming up. It's coming up. And I was, <laughs> I'm like, Hey, that didn't look too bad. Maybe I just watched the gift too much. Now I'm trying to remember. Wasn't there a period in the nineties where KB toys and Marvel were like the same company or like Avi Arid like ran both companies. Uh, Toy Biz was Toy Biz KB. Oh, it was Toy Biz, not KB. Toy Biz. Okay. Because yeah. I just remember like a lot of the stuff they did in the nineties, like X Men the animated series and Spidey. It was all just like about toy sales, you know, effectively. That's entirely. I mean, it flat out says it in the Sony leaks. Go back and read Avi Arid's. That's how he makes his decisions. Is solely based on toy sales. That's why they do Venom and stuff. I don't even think they do Marvel Legends based on the Venom movies, though, have they? I don't remember seeing any Marvel Legends for Venom, no. They already released the Hawkeye looks, which yeah. is very uh, unorthodox. Is it unorthodox the right word? It's not Hasbro, really. Normally, they keep that stuff under lock and key, but they're like, hey, look at these models of the Marvel Legends. I don't blame him, though, because the Disney Plus menu has his new suit. I was a little oh, surprised right. by that. I was like, why are you guys showing me this ahead of time? Like, you didn't want to wait to reveal it in the show, but... Two I've, of the six figures coming out in some wave next year. I've ordered my Maya Funko. It has... That's got to... We got to get another one, too, because she posted the picture of... Um, oh, yeah. Her accurate look, or with the face yeah. paint or whatever. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So well, they, there was that. a nod to that when her dad was dying yeah. and he put his hand on her face and she ended up with like the handprint. Well, I didn't remember this. I, I saw online that I guess that's in Daredevil. That's how she first started doing yeah. it was her dad's handprint. Mm-hmm. Speaking of the news, have you guys been keeping up with that? How Lockwood's dad passed away Tuesday night? Yes. Oh, that's no. sad as crap. But evidently he got to see screeners. He got to see her episodes before he passed. Yeah. I I don't, I mean, some, somebody in Save Daredevil was saying that. So um, I believe that, or maybe somebody was hoping, I don't know. Cause that, I was like watching this. I'm like, Oh no, this episode is her episode. This maybe sounds silly. I almost wish I didn't know there was an echo show. Cause like, as they were giving her all the flashback in this, like, this is not fair, and it's not a big thing to me, but there's just a little cynical part of my brain that's like, well, the only reason we're getting all these flashbacks is then launch her into a new show. You know, like, it was good. I enjoyed it. I'm just saying that, like, I would have liked to be able to have seen it without the back of my head thinking, oh, they're setting up their next franchise, right? Like, that's where the business of Marvel sometimes messes with my brain a little bit. There... Uh... That show's gonna be super interesting, man. They they might go like all original, you know. I mean, obviously there's yeah. the the Kingpin and Daredevil rumors, but on the other hand, I mean they could just do whatever the hell they want with it. I was just looking the uh, little the actress that played Little Maya. She doesn't have anything else. Her dad has credits in future episodes. 
for whatever IMDb can be trusted Ooh. for. Oh. So I was wondering if we'd get more baby Maya. I've been really impressed. Marvel has picked up a lot of actors and actresses lately that don't have like experience. Like mm-hmm. Jay Ling from uh, Shang-Chi. I think that was her first movie ever. I think this is the first significant credit for Alakwa, if I'm not mistaken. Like mm-hmm. their ability to find people that have not been, and it makes me feel better about, say, Miss Marvel or about um, Ironheart. Like, just because somebody hasn't been in something does not mean that Marvel's not able to find really talented people. I think that's cool. So, I mean, this isn't like, I mean, this is Alakwa's first professional thing, but it's like her also first, like, acting job ever yeah, like yeah. no commercials or, or anything she got hired from a warehouse right yeah she was she working at was... like an amazon warehouse right. or something yeah it's insane I... and she's actually an amputee i guess yeah. i heard mm-hmm. that is really cool like I, I have a friend who loves comic book stuff maybe even listens to the show sometimes and he's a double amputee and so he's always talking about like just sort of disability awareness in movies and so like he really loved in luca the fisherman and luca um you know he's an amputee Mm -hmm. on one of his arms and whenever that happens he's really into it and i was like dude this is all because that was not a comic thing right like that's another layer of sort of um yeah that was just a lot was there yeah yeah Yeah. a lot of just happens to be an amputee so they just made it part of the story no i think it's very cool i think people are probably listening to this episode like holy cow this is like the most universally positive takes i know it was a good well and that's the thing like this episode like in the end like i don't remember i mean like i i seriously we watched it while we were waiting to podcast because i was like why does hawkeye even need to stay in new york now like i don't remember what he's after i don't remember why he needs to stay there but it doesn't matter because one they aren't making it a huge deal and, and I mean, like, he's still there to clean up Ronan's messes, like, stuff that, but, like, one, they're not making it a huge deal. Two, they're not pretending that it's, like, earth-shattering stakes. And three, it's enjoyable. Yeah. Like. And that's so. what I, I'm kind of assuming they're not going to resolve all plot threads because they have yet to do that in a single Disney Plus show, right? I mean, Falcon and Winter Soldier probably did the best of it. But they're but not I mean, creating huge plot threads either. Right. I mean, so that's why, I mean, is Yelena going to come in and those are the next three episodes and like they just kind of peter out about like the Ronin suit. Um, I mean, then we still have like the swordsman stuff and all that stuff. So it'll just be, at least I've enjoyed it so damn much. I think I could probably look over all that stuff. I know it's going to set up so much stuff. I mean, it's going to lead directly into Thunderbolts. It's going to lead directly into Echo probably hawkeye season two or whatever you know kate's gonna do next um do you think by the end of the season maya will be a good guy or do you think she'll still be team uh, no i think she's gonna be very good that's why i think kingpin had to hire ronan or something to turn echo maya against him okay yeah i mean i'm almost assuming I could be wrong. I, I would see by the end of this, she'll turn and find out that Kingpin was involved in her dad's death somehow. Mm-hmm. And then her show might almost be like a Kill Bill revenge. She's right. out to kill Hawkeye mm-hmm. or kill Kingpin kind of thing. 
Right. Cause we've, yeah, that's why I'm trying to figure out. Cause she was in the picture with the Jeremy when she had the comic look on. So I, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it makes me excited. What if we could, I don't know how the contracts are, but like we could see like a hammerhead or a tombstone or something like that. And an echo show. Oh <laughs> I would love that so much. See, yeah, I don't know what the rights are. I most of, and that's the thing. Most of those are Spidey characters, but Kingpin was also a Spidey character and they shared that. I think Kingpin is is one of those joint custody ones though, kind of like right. Scarlet Witch. I think it's a Daredevil Spidey um, joint. Deal. Right. So I just wonder what you know. You, you mentioned Hammerhead and Tombstone, and uh, who else? The Owl. I mean, why don't they do something with Mister yeah. Owlsley? Oh yeah, and things like that. Um, who else? Madam Mask. I'm just trying to think of that very first yeah. issue in Hawkeye of all the gangsters in there yeah i think we've named them all too. Oh, what yeah. i wouldn't this is off topic if we could ever get muse from daredevil I like ah. so much. oh my gosh i love muse so much muse Except is good now it's not inhumans it's whatever and they probably won't do that just because you know the current you know climate and stuff they want to have muse kill a certain type of people and paint stuff with their blood <laughs> yeah i i mean that would be a direction when you're dealing with you know if, if they want to go and say we're doing adult stuff yeah that would be a good place to start well if they don't start with moon knight we've talked about like what's a kid's show or what's you know like what's appropriate for ages and disney plus and all that stuff I mean, I don't know. This wasn't super bloody, but it wasn't super not bloody. Like, you know, like those scenes where her dad's dying, there's not splatter, but Ronan is running his sword through a whole lot of people. Like it is not exactly, I, I felt like it was more visceral than what they put into Endgame as far as Ronan stuff. Right. I do like how they are dealing with that somewhat. They had at least, what was it? Episode two. We kind of got um clint's thoughts on it speaking of dark stuff did you guys see what bernthal said in an interview about yeah. how he just said punisher a million percent needs to be rated r and he kind of went off on this really big tangent you should uh read i'm trying to find out where it is oh thr he will not do a pg-13 punisher mm. that makes sense yeah it also would I mean, be interesting if it it takes him out of the running to be the MCU Punisher someday. That would be a damn shame. Well, or he's having that type. I mean, that's I would need to see the context of this quote. Yeah. You know, like, why Why are they asking him about Punisher? Why is he talking about that's a level of detail that you've given it some thought or maybe been negotiating a role. I don't. I could be wrong. I think that we would be shocked how down the list Punisher is for Feige. I just really? think the way that our the politics have gone and guns and I just I think they'll make a they will make a a hit monkey show where they'll bring back Tigra and Dazzler as an animated show before they give us Punisher. I just think it's too politically hot for them to want to mess with. Uh, I don't know, man. Politically hot. Uh... But that's the thing. I mean, we just got done talking about toys and all that stuff. You know, I mean, Punisher's like the Marvel, I don't know, you want to call it F for the Edgelords, or he's the 
R-rated superstar. You know, I don't yeah. know. It's just the Punisher's heads and shoulders above. He's he's on a level of Spider-Man and Wolverine in a sense, right? He's mm-hmm. just got that cult following. Yeah. At least with the adults. I could see them at least having Frank Castle show up right. in some situations yeah. to lay the groundwork. Yeah. Frank Castle She-Hulk show? Question mark? Episode? Or Pete Castiglione. Yes. At, Adam, you, you were asking about who the figures in that Hawkeye line will be. Mm-hmm. I bet it'll be a half Hawkeye, half Moon Knight. Because there's been rumors that Moon Knight actually is the next one off. Half Hawkeye, yeah. half Moon Knight line. There is, there, there is, but people are using visual effects for that, and you can't really do that because a lot of it was done in previs. So yeah. we'll see. It'll be, it'll be super interesting. I don't, I don't see how it's possible because She Hulk was wrapped months before, but who knows? I mean, if the synopsis, official one released by Disney, says it's a war between the gods, so that tells me it's not going to be as street level as people think. Yeah, that's true. Yep. I mean, if you're going to put Ra and the Sun God and Osiris and all that piece of stuff, there's there's going to be some. If they go like full Osiris and take him to the underworld and stuff after he like gets shot and dies and stuff, Moon Knight might be the best thing ever made. <laughs> but we'll see. That's just kind of a hopeful thing. Don't you have like a degree in that stuff? <laughs> or adjacent to it or something i mean i i i, I did st- study of the uh backgrounds of the hebrew bible was a significant part of my graduate studies yes i, I wasn't specialized in egypt I mean, we did egyptology but we did sumerian and babylonian stuff and uh ugaritic stuff and canaanite deities and all that stuff too but. i am trying to write a comic with egyptian gods and stuff and my editor happens to have a phd in whatever it is egyptology uh something like that so that's been fun that's been a blast university of michigan has a very good egyptology degree so that's where i also have a football team that's going to beat iowa tomorrow ah good luck <laughs> Good luck. I don't even want to watch. We'll see. We will see. I have Adam no and I are on opposite sides of something that I think we both marginally care about. <laughs> I didn't. Even, I stopped caring the second we lost to Purdue. Man, I saw yeah. that. I said, I'm not going to care about this team no damn more. I got the Arizona Cardinals to care about now. I started good, caring man. when they beat Ohio State last week. So, <laughs> there you go. yeah, it sounds like the rest of the Upper Midwest. <laughs> I think I'm supposed to care because NC State is actually good this year. Yeah, I haven't looked into it enough to really care. Yeah. Hey, you always picture, you know, those those teams as basketball teams, but NC State, they, they pop out a good football team every now and then. More consistently than basketball, probably. Yeah. And the Tar Heels have never been good in football? Yeah, pretty much. Uh, do they have a foot? They have a football team, right? They do have they a do. football team. Yeah. Yeah. They always yeah. look weird. That baby blue does not look right. Yeah, it's not a football jersey. Yeah. Yeah. Carolina blue does not look good in anything, really. I, I'm, I'm, I must funny. say. It's not even like to me like a masculine thing. It's just more, you know, dark colors are kind of slimming and light colors not so much. Mm-hmm. throwing a Carolina blue jersey on a 325-pound, you know, 19-year-old kid, it's just not going to flatter him, you know? Like, it's it's not going to help him look like a healthy young person. Yeah. 
Yeah. I, uh, that's why all the Oakland Raiders look skinny. Las Vegas Raiders. Las Vegas. Uh-huh. Well, and that's why, I mean, like I, I grew up near Wake Forest University and then I moved to New Orleans and I really think black and gold is like the perfect um, sports ball uniform colors. Yeah. I can Iowa Hawkeyes, black and gold. Hell yeah. Black and yellow. Same no, thing. she's talking about gold, gold, not yellow. Uh, it's same. It's whatever. Black it's and gold. Pretty sure I that's mean, in their school song or something. It's like my oh. school song, high school school song says Scarlet instead of Red. No one ever calls it Scarlet. So my high school, it was Crimson, White, and Blue. It wasn't Red, it was Crimson. Michigan is the, the maize and blue. Who calls you any color maize? been keeping up with like the Iowa basketball high school. You probably haven't been keeping up with the Iowa high school <laughs> basketball fiasco. But there were two uh, 4A teams shaking hands and a kid knocked another one out and got charged with assault and aggravated assault and all that stuff it's insane because it was like on i don't know it was on pbs here or whatever yeah but that's what the, the heck talk people? of iowa now be nice people be nice for real be nice all right i think that uh we have turned yeah. into college sports news desk so i think okay. how do you that <laughs> high school midwest high school, midwest high school. Next, next week we'll talk about nevada high school co- hockey sports <laughs> fashion news desk yeah. Sports um, fashion. yeah so looking forward i i will be excited when elena shows up i will be excited when we see the face with the laugh mm-hmm. i yeah assume- maybe also, the the guy that's with Echo, I guess I, I have not read all the Fraction Run. He turns oh, into a pretty free. crazy villain, right? He is a pretty crazy villain. I don't think yeah. they're going that route at all. Yeah, okay. I don't. I don't think they're taking Kazi there. But Joker esque, not. I Joker like him of. though. I mean, I've 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 liked him. Um, so I look forward to is, wherever he's going. Is it mean for me to refer to him as as um, Discount Dane Whitman? Because, or uh, what, what's his name? Who plays Dane Whitman in Eternals? Doesn't he look like Discount oh. Kit Harrington? Like oh, very similar no. face, like the Kmart version of Kit Harrington. Maybe, yeah. Speaking of Kmart, I cannot get their uh, shipped my bed and uh, the big gas savings commercials campaigns out of my head. Funniest I don't know what you're talking ever. about, but I'll have to Google it. You don't know? I'll send yeah. you the link. Like, I'm not targeted on those. But... My bed, correct? Yes. yes. Yeah, that's the whole okay. purpose of the thing. And big oh. gas savings. Oh. But it has to deal with a big gas man and big gas discounts. So, th- this was like Kmart's last grasp, hope at. Oh, yeah, it was. And it still didn't work, even though it's the most brilliant commercials ever. <laughs> I'll for sure link you because they're hilarious. Yeah. So it's like uh, it's like the king of sofas, but the other way, right? Mm-hmm. I shipped yes. the bed. I shipped my eye. It's funny. You have to see it. Well, with that, thanks for listening to the show, guys. We'll, uh, Caleb's know. just hearing stuff he's going to have to edit. No, 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 edit. No. I, I am. I'm supposed to watch Black Widow tonight with one of the kiddos. So. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, which for me is going to be a challenge to stay awake for another two hours after this. So. I'm sorry. I, I just I'm I, Black Widow's fine. Sorry, people, but it puts me to sleep sometimes. So, <laughs> anyways, thanks for listening to the show, guys. We will see you later.